Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real because that's me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Kyle from Stall Agronomy, and we're back to talk about what I think is a fairly important topic at the current moment. Um, Everybody knows what's going on as far as market prices for corn. Um, you know, we, we have looming crises um, on automotive purchases. We also have, a, I would say, a looming crisis on commercial real estate. Um, China's dealing with that right now. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And one of the things, um, you know, I've been through in my life has been, you know, I've been through a couple of different financial crises. I was born in the 80s, so I didn't deal with the farming crisis in the 80s, but, you know, 08 and 09 are very, you know, front of mind for me as far as how I, I do things. I think about uh, the real estate market in those years. Uh, I think a lot about uh, what happened in agriculture. Um, 08 and 09 were just kind of like what we went through with it. Really good times, kind of. Um they kind of came back in 12, but in 08, we had just this huge spike in fertilizer prices uh, going into 2009, and it really hit hard. Um, you know, the market, everything else in, in 08 and 09 just really hurt. Uh, and 09 going into 10, I remember having dairies tell me that they couldn't pay their bills, and people who I thought were very financially, you know, set, they, they not necessarily that they had tons of money, but they were very good business people uh, telling me that they could not pay their bills. And so I've been through some pretty interesting times. Um, you know, people that you would never think would be behind uh, were behind and were literally paying to milk their their own cows. So I went through some of that. Um, one of the things I always kind of think about, and one of the things that makes me feel good about the future, I guess, a little bit, is the thought that usually cooler heads prevail, right? You know, we've had multiple times during um, during history where, you know, they have that doomsday clock and they, they're literally like one minute to midnight in the Cuban Missile Crisis. And one of the people that prevented literally a thermonuclear war, besides like Kennedy and, and we think about Robert McNamara um, and, and a lot of those kind of guys, one of the people that did it was Vasily Akipov. Um, he was the second in command, essentially, on a Soviet military submarine, or naval submarine. Wow. Um, but anyway, what happened was, at, at one point, they had lost communication with the Soviet Union, um, and they were operating a diesel electric submarine underwater because they didn't want to be spotted. And we know after our dealing with electric vehicles that only so long can they be underwater and run on battery power before having to surface or at least expose themselves to, to what uh, would make them visible to at least surface vessels. So what happened was they were without communication with Moscow and the captain essentially said, we are probably at war. We haven't heard anything. We don't know what's going on. But I'm going to load up some torpedoes, and we're going to start shooting these ships that are around us that don't know we're here. And this guy literally was like, hold on. You know, 
we don't know anything. And this is a dumb idea. And they kind of talked through it. Um, I think essentially a third in command came in and, and was talking through it. Um, the weird thing was, even though Vasily was the second in command of the vessel, he was actually in command of the flotilla that was there. And cooler heads prevailed. They didn't, you know, even though they had torpedoes loaded, essentially, with, I think they had nuclear tips on them. They were literally at the point where they could have fired, and they decided not to do it. Um, you know, he was treated as kind of a traitor. Uh, their boat was treated as if they were just a bunch of idiots because why would you surface? And they kind of gave themselves up and said, hey, you know, we're not going to shoot, yada, yada, yada. But a lot of these things have happened throughout history where, you know, something really bad could happen. And there's the one or two people that think through it and, and, and put their faith in the fact that, you know, if I was wrong, I, you know, our ship is gone. But if we're, if we're right, we are going to essentially, you know, stave off the entire world being destroyed. Um, not that that always happens, but what we need to think about is that, you know, I, I think a lot about one phone call I got in, I want to say it was like 13 or 14, um, where I had someone call me and just rip me a new one about getting their spraying done. And they were upset because we had sprayed all their neighbors and we hadn't gotten there yet. Well, little did he know, as he was yelling at me on the phone, I was literally turning into his driveway with the tender truck and the sprayer was right behind me. And he just, it's like, I feel like an idiot. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you just got to sit back and and just work through it in your brain or, or like take a couple minutes to, to, to think through it before you do it, like instantly react. And... I have taken that and, and done that in my real life. Um, there's a couple instances recently, and I can't go into them, but where I really want to like retaliate or, or, or just go off about something. Yeah, and I don't because what am I going to gain from it? Uh, and if I do, I might make this into a bigger thing than what it needs to be, and then I look like an idiot in front of a lot of people. So... Where does this come into to line uh, with the farming industry? Not only is it like, you know, call your retailer and rip them a new one um, just because you're mad at the time. And that happens. I mean, it's going to happen. It's just the way it is. That was the job. Um, but where it does come into play is I, I was thinking about this the other day. And, and what I was thinking about, and I wrote a note down. So that's, you know, you hear me fumbling with a piece of paper because <laughs> I wrote a, a sticky note, which I still use every once in a while. Um, I, I was thinking about some of the land rent and, and some of the equipment purchases that were made in the last two, three years. Um, and you know, it's not just agriculture in general, it's everybody, you know, we went off and we spent a lot of money. We were getting a lot of money. We were, we were, times were great. Um, I was a little concerned, especially last year, just with, you know, we, we weren't selling crop because we were worried about the drought, which I understand. Uh, but we always have some kind of a crop in a drought here, at least. And I, I've never seen a field zeroed out. And I'm like, we should sell something for this year. But regardless of that, I, I do remember calling guys and saying, hey, you know, 
I'm looking at extra corn braces, and they're over five. That might be a good deal. And uh, a lot of guys don't want to market the next year's grain unless they're done with this year. And, and a lot of that stuff is, is a struggle, and I get that. But where we had a lot of issues is we went full on our ego, right? We, we, were, we were thinking with our we're making money, uh, corn prices are never going to go below four. I mean, heaven forbid they go below 450. Um, and they haven't since, I want to say the last time corn prices were below 450, I'm looking at the chart right now, was December of 2020. And for us, it was like the hot hand fallacy, right? We, we just thought it's just going to keep going. There's no way it could possibly continue downward. And what we don't remember is that Let's see here. August 3rd of 2020, according to this price chart, uh, historical price chart, 308 on August 3rd of 2020. I remember people freaking out, uh, selling grain because they just had to have something marketed and they were afraid it's going to continue to go lower. So they were buying puts and calls and doing all kinds of goofy stuff. By January of 2021, we were over $5. And we were over $5 essentially from January of 2021 until, let's see if we can get to here, uh, the end of summer last year, August of last year. So we had over two years of over $5 corn. And yes, their inputs were higher last year, uh, but we've also had some really good opportunities. And what happened was we had a lot of people... Um, thinking with their ego in the last year, right? Before corn prices dropped, uh, there was land rent that was going just insane prices around here. Things that we would hear about in other states, but in this area where we're in that $150 to $200 an acre land rent, which don't get all excited because it's not that great of ground. We're not going to get 250 bushel consistent averages on most of the farm or farmland around here. I had a farm that went for, uh, it was like 350 something an acre. We, I know of another guy who lost farms to one guy, and they're supposedly sending out a letter, which I've actually seen, that was over $400. They're trying to steal land from that guy. And one thing I, I, I kind of thought about was right now we can't afford an ego. It just, we can't. No one can. You can't afford to go out and spend a bunch of money to throw someone else under the bus or try to like prove a point, you know, we can't afford karma. And as much as that kind of hurts to think about, uh, we can afford karma. And I, I tell this to a lot of younger guys. Um, I've had a couple of younger guys that lost some land or lost opportunities uh, to someone who is larger, willing to pay more. And in those instances, I've told them, you know, Hey man, and then more often than not, they're like, we just got to go back. I'm going to go to send a letter to like, it, it might not be this year. It might not be next year, but that guy's going to have a awakening where he's going to go. This is not sustainable. I cannot do this. And he's going to either walk away and you'll be lucky to have it back. Um, and you might even get a discount from what you were going to pay because the prices are down. Well, what that guy paid for that, there was a there was a one farm, and we won't do any details really other than 
is a significant amount of acres. This guy lost uh, lost the opportunity to someone who was somewhat older but willing to pay more. And that was late summer. Well, late summer of last year, we were at $5 corn. Right now, uh, our local cash price is under 4 uh, There's a 3 in front of it. I don't think that guy's going to be doing very well. Yeah, I think that's a multiple-year lease, and that is going to be a struggle for him to make money on. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, instead of this rush to we have to prove our point, we have to do something about this, I can't take this sitting down, I have to fight for everything, I get it. I fully get it. I've felt that too. I felt that recently with something else. Um, but where where we struggle is we've had great times and we feel like we have can't afford our ego. Um, but right now we can't. And if we would have gone out with our ego and, and spent a bunch of money and, and bought things and, and fought for things and it, it's really would have put us in a financial position that would not have been fun. Um, where I come in is eventually and in my life, in my career, at least, I've, I've been around long enough that I've seen things like that happen. Um, not necessarily that um, I've lost land to people for higher prices, but I've lost, you know, when I was working in retail, we've lost people to lower priced retailers. Um, I lost people to someone who I know would not service them the way we service them. And they were a couple dollars an acre cheaper, whatever it was. And as much as you... I, I, I've had to restrain a boss before where I'm like, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We are not going to go out and spend a bunch of money to, to like drastically reduce our price because one, we have all these other customers and two, this is more than likely a one-off deal where they're just trying to like get in our, our pants about this. Just, just let it go. He'll come back. And there, there's this urge to just, fight for everything and I, I get that with customers and stuff but honestly if if you're losing a customer over a couple bucks an acre it's because they don't value the service or something um and that that's fine it happens it's a business decision that's what i always tell people in business decisions um, where you're thinking clearly and you know you might regret it later i can understand that making these like snap decisions where you're just mad about something and and just ruining a friendship or relationship over just one little thing that just pissed you off and that was the last draw for you that day those things you just can't do yeah we can't afford to have an ego and in business i always talk about don't let emotions drive um uh, drive your your marketing and Really, it should be anything. We shouldn't let emotions drive anything. And I've seen that with marketing the last couple of years. Our emotions were just like, oh, man, it can't go lower. It can't go higher. It can't do this. It can. And, I mean, we're, we're, we're dealing with that right now. And it's causing a lot of mental anguish. Um, it's causing a lot of mental stress for people, um, which once – We'll we'll end end very soon. But if you're having any of that stuff, or you know someone who is just can't stop talking about how bad of a marketing decision they made, talk to somebody. And you know, I know there's this stigma within agriculture that 
you just, you know, it's just what you got to do, right? We, we just got to get through it, whatever, deal with it, move on. Um, you can, you can talk to people and, you know, I've, I've dealt with anxiety to the point where it was not crippling, um, but it was pretty dang close. I wasn't doing anything fun in my life. Um, I was drinking after work, not at work. Uh, I wasn't an alcoholic at least, but I haven't drank anything in three years. And I've been on medication just because it's just the way I'm wired. And it just happens. And it's pretty easy to get caught up in it. And it, all it takes is, for me, it was 2019, doing a lot of prevent plant, uh, you know, and then we got into 20. So you had COVID, you had the prevent plant from the previous year. I had a lot of stress. I just quit my job and went out on my own and it just all came to a head and it can happen. And while I'm talking about, you know, letting karma do its thing, don't get that wrong that I think you should just deal with things and just let karma do its thing and, and just calm down. It's no big deal. I'm saying this on a, a purely business side. The personal side of this is if you're struggling and things are no longer fun as far as not just farming, uh, I'm talking about, you know, relationships, going shopping, doing anything else. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody. Um, I was able to find a therapist that I really enjoyed talking to that I felt had the life experience and wasn't just a, wasn't just somebody who's trying to give me a pill and get me out of their office. Um, there's enough of those out there and there's enough of us that have suffered from mental health stuff. And well, like I said, as much as I, I've talked about this ego karma and don't let any emotions drive our decisions. If you feel like you're getting caught in that cycle, don't be afraid to talk to somebody. And as, if that person's me, if it's your buddy down the road, um, I will say, and, and we'll end it here now. Um, I will say that I was an expert at hiding my anxiety. Um, people just looked at me as though I left it on my sleeve. You know, I, I just was the guy that was emotional and wanted to talk about my problems. And that wasn't just me. That was me hiding everything that was going through my head. Um, my little ticks and anxious things that I did. And, um, that was just me dealing with something that I could not deal with on my own. And sometimes it takes talking to somebody. Um, you know, if somebody asks you how you're doing and you just lay it out there. And there are a lot of people that really care about people that will actually help. So on a very somber note, we will end today's podcast, but I will put this back to as as things are crazy right now as, as grain markets are doing what they're doing um a lot of us have pulled ourselves out of the market but we can't stop looking at it well there are people that are willing to help with that as well and people that would help you know what's going on at the markets no one knows what the future is going to hold but all i have to do is think about 2020 and i remember us making some really poor decisions in the summer of 2020 only to deeply regret them at the end of the year. I, I just think at some point we've hit a bottom 
things will come back. There's a weather scare, whatever. There's going to be opportunities. Um, the thing is, you just have to be willing to take advantage of them and, and let cooler heads prevail. That, that really should be your thing. And there's historical references. I could name a million of them. Um, but there are a lot of things that have happened in the past where people let their emotions, put their emotions aside, check their ego at the door. And it really was advantageous for everyone. So just keep that in mind. I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Agronomist podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com, and our other social media for more information and other episodes.